Blog Talk Radio. right here with your girl, Nakia. Guys, how you been? I mean, I, t- I tell you, every time I get on the air, I feel like it's been a minute since I talked to you. And it really hasn't. It's just been a week. You know, we were here last Tuesday. Um, a lot of things going on last Thursday, so no show. But it's only been a week, but I feel like, oh, like I I, I miss you guys, you know? Um, uh, Let me tell you something. I want to share something with you. We've been talking about how important it is during this past, what are we now, six months now? April, May, June, July, August, September, five months, six six months, yeah, it's almost seven months of this downtime, quote-unquote, that many of you have had um, that you shouldn't just allow this period to be what it is, a downtime, but you should be growing in something. And, you know, whether it, it, it is finding your passion and expounding upon it, you know, as a writer or as a musician, as an artist, you know, as an artist that paints or, or designs, um, whatever that passion is, you know, you should be using this opportunity for growth. But then also um, a lot of us have been able to find different creative sides that we, we knew that they were buried deep inside of us, but now we have this time to foster all of these creative ideas and so a lot of you have been doing that, you know. Um, and then there's been so many of us who have used our perspective platforms to, you know, um, voice so many opinions that are that are so very important right now from racial injustice, you know, social inequality, um, just, just everything that is going on. Um, we've all been able to act upon it in such a positive way. And I was actually going through – just um, some information that someone sent me earlier and and seeing just how um, the black community, you know, how you're pulling together in so many different ways, but how you're supporting, you know, one another from the pajama company that's a black woman-owned company that creates the first pajama line featuring children of color. Like, you know, forget Looney Tunes and, and Moana and everything on on the, the the shirts and the pants, they actually have little black girls, right? So to the, the couple that have created safe office space, um, you know, everything, you know how you have co-ops, right? And so they have safe office spaces that they've created during this COVID, you know, pandemic. And, and the couple, the award-winning black couple um, that, you know, despite being victims of racial and lynching threats, their business is still flourishing. So we are able to get behind one another um, in this in this time and support black-owned businesses like never before. Now, I said all that to say this right here, all right? You know my daughter, start, sorry, I got a plug. My daughter started her business in July, right? And so she she makes and sells handmade um, bath bombs and, and bath soaps and soon to be releasing, she's working on the lotions now. Um, and the body scrubs as well. And so this weekend she had a huge Labor Day sale and was very disgruntled um, at the end of the sale because she didn't do as well as she normally does, like on, on just a regular day or weekend. You know, she has a sale, some type of sale every weekend, but she always does, you know, big orders. And this sale right here did not um, do what she thought it was going to do. 
And so someone sent something to me where they actually showed their dashboard. They have the same website we do or or the same um, host, you know, as we do. And so you're able to see in your dashboard and you're able to see how many sales you have and the monetary amount that you make. And you're also able to see how many people visit your site, all right? And so this lady had like one day and she was excited because she, she sold four items in one day. And she said that's the most that she's ever sold in one day, okay? But she had almost 300 people, 297 people to visit her site. And she had four orders. But that didn't discourage her because, again, she'd never had four orders in one day. And so that's what I had to remind my daughter. Of course, we weren't hitting 300 numbers or site visits, you know what I'm saying, but um, we balanced out. But, again, it just wasn't what she thought it was going to be. And so, um, I, again, I say all of this to say, as we support one another um, financially or monetarily, remember that this is also a mental um, as well, because you have individuals, you have so many college students who are starting their own businesses, and for them, um, it's a way of, and as she said in her live video, it's a way for her, it's a way of expression, all right? She's majoring in fashion merchandising and consumer studies, and, and she feels like the two industries are, are they're connected, they're a part of life, you know what I'm saying? Health and beauty, fashion, you know, they're all, they're all intertwined, they're all connected, but it's mental for them, you know, because they have to, they're exerting so much energy um, to be able to, to make products, to sell the products, to promote the products, you know, and then expect some type of um, return on their investment. And so, you know, um, with so many of our youth having to be sent home because of COVID, they're home doing so much, you know, besides their, their work, they're trying to get jobs, and it's, it's hard. I want you to remember the mental place that these young adults are in, you know. Um, we're going to talk later on in the episode about uh, different scenarios and how it does affect um, your mental capacity um, when we speak with our guests this evening. I don't really have that much news on Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want you right back here tuning in with record label CEO and music artist Zoe. All right. Um, next Next Monday, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you're back here for Monday Morning Motivation on My Struggle is My Strength with my boy, Caso Moore. Did y'all check out yesterday's episode? Yesterday's Monday, right? Yeah. Did you check out yesterday's episode? Um, he's still on the Doors series. And yesterday he's talking about faith. And, you know, this, this whole pandemic we've been talking about how important it is to 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 not only say that I got faith, but you got to activate your faith. You got to walk in your faith. You got to believe, you know, wholeheartedly. And so yesterday he talked about um, faith and our fears when it comes to our faith. If you missed the episode? Go check it out. Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, iTunes, YouTube, Spreaker, Stitcher. Just plug in IndieFire and you will be able to find the show. All right. I'm super, super, super excited to have my guests here with me this evening. I'm always excited to have guests. But um, when I have a repeat guest, you know, um, I, I am very excited because I want to know, not that I don't follow, you know, our guests, um, stalk their pages, see what's going on in their lives, you know what I'm saying? Um, but when they come back and they feel the need to be able to share everything that is going on or everything that has transpired in their lives since the last time they were here, um, that makes me even more, more proud. All right, so this evening, guys, my guest, uh, returning singer, uh, recording artist, and author, Linda Washington. All right, she's a singer and songwriter of a new track entitled Missing You, featuring superstar Lamar. She's also a breast cancer survivor, and she launched her Kindle version of her book, Forbidden and Broken, Finding Love Behind the Scars, on Amazon. The book covers her heart-touching and inspiring journey from her pre-treatment life of hopes and happiness to post-treatment life of rejection and empty sympathetic looks. The $9 Kindle version book is not just a collection of someone's experiences as a patient, but it also portrays a picture of 3.5 million women with a history of breast cancer in the U.S. Given the little awareness and the pattern of society's reaction based on concepts relating to breast cancer, the drastic change in Linda's life is probably the unfortunate 
and inevitable fate of the one million women being diagnosed with breast cancer every year around the globe. The antidote this is like my favorite line of this bio. And guys, I'm giving you the short version. I want you to be sure to go over to www.indiefireradio.com under our blogs, and you'll be able to read Linda Washington's bio in its entirety. But she says that the antidote to this menace is the protagonist that lies within. And, of course, Linda Washington, of course, that. It cost Linda 10 years to prove that she is much more than a disease. Contrary to her belief, enduring pain and prescriptions during treatment was not enough, but she had to face a lot more in her post-treatment years. Fighting and defeating breast cancer is indeed the valor and value, but Linda Washington was facing otherwise. After treatment, her decision to date became a nightmare for her, and the hard-won battle against the disease tuned upon her as a stamp of rejection. The worst turn was when she had to handle her dear friends as well. Linda did not date for 10 years just because she had battled a life-threatening cancer. I can't even imagine not dating one month. Oh, Linda is now living in Phoenix as a nurse, but now through her book, she wants to spread hope and tell the world how she became stronger and ever successful. Andy Fire listening audience, I present to you uh, family, yes, family, because once you're on the show, your family, uh, recording artist and author, Linda Washington. Hi. I'm so glad to be hey, back girl. on your show. Hi. <laughs> I am so <laughs> glad to have you back, and I want to go ahead and thank you, thank you, thank you um, publicly for being here with me this evening. You could have been anywhere um, resting you know what I'm saying? I know a hard day's work. I know how it is. You could have been anywhere. Your feet kicked up, but you're here giving so freely of yourself and of your time to share with myself and my listening audience why it is that you're so passionate about the things that you do and why you continue to do them. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so glad to be on your show again. And yeah, thanks now, for I having me on your you show. Anytime, any time I, I think and I was trying to go back and listen to the previous episode to kind of see you know like where we stopped off talking um but I know that so much has transpired since you were last here um from the new track to um the Kindle version of the book and so I want to just jump right in um and ask like these statistics that your bio list um I know a lot of people it, it probably caught a lot of people off guard you know we know that there's so many different forms of cancer um, we know that October we celebrate, you know, breast cancer awareness. Um, and, and then it kind of just, you don't hear that much about it, you know, unless someone has a family member that has it or passed away from it. It's, it's kind of hush-hush. So these statistics, um, like I've never seen numbers. I'd heard numbers, but I'd never seen numbers this huge um, for, for this disease. For you, um, just back up just a little bit. And, and maybe 10, 15, 20 years ago, whenever you first got your diagnosis, um, what, what happened? Did you have, you know, a biopsy? Did you have your, your normal screening yearly? Um, what brought you to the doctor letting you know that, Linda, you have breast cancer? I did my own um, exam. They, you know, that's very important that you have to do that. Um, make sure that you do an exam every month. And I was doing that, and then I found a lump. But I didn't really think anything of it. Um, So I went to the doctors, and they told me to stop eating chocolate and stop drinking coffee, and my lump will go away. So I did what the doctor said. Yeah, really. So I did what the doctor said, and and then my lump started getting bigger, and it started getting sore. And they and they they would tell you, well, you know, if your lump is sore, it's not cancerous. Don't even worry about it. So it started getting sore and got big. So the doctor had me finally, after a year, go see a surgeon. The surgeon did a biopsy right in her office. And uh, like a week later, she's calling me up, and I had to go in her office, and she's telling me I have breast cancer. 
And I told her, I don't have breast cancer because they told me it was chocolate and caffeine. <laughs> but it was cancer. <laughs> it was wow. breast cancer. And and it took me for, it took me for, I was like really shocked because yeah. if something wasn't done earlier, right. it wouldn't have got to the way it, it you know, to the way it was. But I had a good surgeon that um, went me through everything. I went into denial that she kept on calling my phone, Linda, Linda, you know, you got to come in here. You got cancer. I said, no, I don't. And I, you know, so I went into denial because I was believing the first doctor that was telling me different stuff. But in right. reality, I knew I had to, um, to go get this taken care of. So it was a, it, it was a nightmare. It was a nightmare. But, you know, if you, I, I, I tell women all the time, do your own breast exam. And if it doesn't mm-hmm. feel right, go get it checked out. Yeah. And you do. You hear so many. Um, I, don't, I don't think I've ever heard stop eating chocolate and drinking coffee. Yes, I don't, exactly. I, maybe, maybe, maybe the caffeine part of it. Um, I can understand because caffeine has so many different adverse reactions on the body, but uh, I like to tell people, you know, especially as women, you know your body better Mm -hmm. than anyone. And if something doesn't look right or something doesn't feel right, something isn't acting right, then um, I'm not going to take that that right. I just have to call that some bullshit because stop drinking coffee and, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, eating chocolate. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Um, yeah. I know for me, and I've talked about this several times on the show, I was in a car accident um, seven years ago, and I had um, a, a lot of issues. But one of the one of the issues that still reoccurs is blood clots in my right breast. And the first year that that happened, you know, I was getting regular exams and everything and doing home exams. But the first year that it happened, it literally scared the, the life out of me because, I wasn't expecting, um, I thought this was something that just occurred because of a car accident. And then, you know, Mm -hmm. once healing, um, you went through the healing process and everything, and then you will be good. But they literally reoccur. I mean, I have to go twice a year to have a breast exam. Um, And just to make sure I've had biopsies every other year, just to make sure that these blood clots are actually blood clots. So, um, but because I didn't think that, you know, um, no, this this just can't happen. No, you guys are crazy. That was, you know, that's what was going through my head. Um, yeah. Until I could actually, you know, see, and and then I got scared because, like I said, you could be doing your own um, breast exam and feel a lump and think, oh my gosh, you know, and then you go and you find that wait, it's just a blood clot. Well, that's still bad, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Because they're in the breast yeah. and they can always move over to the left side, you know what I'm saying, and start affecting your heart. So I take all of that, you know, very, very seriously. Um, but from that point on, and I don't want to get, like, too too far into details, but from that point on, um, this was, like, world, like, like, this life event was world-changing for you, as I'm sure that it is for so many um, women who go through this. Um, but being on top of the world, prior to, and then going through, and then coming out just on the bottom, like what, what was your mental state of mind post-treatment? I was, I went to the darkest place. I, I, I was in denial for the longest time. Um, she, I had to have a mastectomy on my right breast because that's what the lump was but it's to my um left breast so i had to have a mastectomy done with my left breast because my the cancer went over there so um i was i was lost i was just like oh my god you know are you kidding me you know and you have a lot of different emotions and feelings going through and it's it's a lot you know, you, you, one minute you you you're a woman. You got you know you're a woman. The next thing you look at yourself, you're like, oh my god, what happened? And um, it took a lot out of me. I I, I went into a, a very deep depression. 
and um, how was your support sad. system? Um, I had a cousin that was there with me, you know, um, and then my family started coming along because I really didn't want to tell a whole bunch of people. I was just like, this is still not happening, you know, but um, my cousin did a lot of phone calling and started calling people. And um, it, 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 it was a lot. It took a lot out of me. Um, because I couldn't believe it. You know, you hear you hear about women that have breast cancer, but when you got to go through it yourself, it's just like mm-hmm. it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And I kept so on saying, you... "Go ahead." Oh no, go ahead. I, I want to know, like, and, and this is with any um, illness, um, any disease. Um, even a simple cold can put your state of mind just in another place. You know, with a cold, you think there's so much work I have to do. You know, I'm I'm a mother or, or a father, and my kids rely on me, and I work, and my job relies on me. But I'm I'm sick today. Like I can't go into work, and so it it mm-hmm. affects um, your you know your your headspace. It affects you, but. For someone who battles um, a disease daily, you know, like MS, or for someone who goes through such a traumatic time like you did with breast cancer, how did you find the motivation just to be able to get up each day and say, you know what, I'm going to make today a little better than yesterday. The next day, I'm going to make this day better than yesterday and you know what I'm saying? I got to get up out of bed. I got to take a shower. I got to worry about self-care. And um, I might have to go to the grocery store. And But I, I am missing parts of me now. And, you know, but I still got to do this. Like, how did you stay motivated just to be Linda Washington and do everything I that have you my kids. Well, my kids was there um, for me. They was my support system. Um, every time I felt like um, giving up and um, not feeling myself, um, my kids was there. You know, um, my daughter, my son, Ma, you know, you're still beautiful. You're beautiful, and and your breast didn't make you. You know, I, they, they just kept on motivating me. And um, it just got to the point I was like, you know what, I am more than my breast. And it took a lot because I went into the deepest and darkest place and I didn't feel like I wanted to come out because I didn't feel attractive anymore. I look in the mirror and all I would do is cry. You know, I have my bandages there, but there's nothing else there. And I would just sit there and I would cry. And I was just like, oh, my God, you know, this is me. You know, like, what happened to me? This is me. This is my life now. And um, But my kids, it was my rock. They was the ones that... Um, made me um made me feel again, made me want to um believe again. If it wasn't for them I wouldn't be here. Whew, I don't know how many times I've said that. Now they rock my nerves. They do. I think you have four kids, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes. I have four also and they rock my nerves. Um they they stay <laughs> on the last one, especially my boys. Um but you know, without a shadow of a doubt I, I can say that if if I didn't have them, then I know I wouldn't be here today. So, um, you know, yeah. as moms, as moms, and I've had this discussion with a lot of mothers who say that, you know, but unless you've really been in that place, that deep, dark place that you're talking about, um, and to have a child come to you and say something corny, you know what I'm saying, say something loving, say something off the wall, um, the fact that they're there for you and they can pour into you and you can't even, you know, find nothing within yourself, but they're able to pour into you, then um, without a shadow of a doubt, you know, those moms can say that if it weren't for their kids, then they wouldn't be here. Exactly. So how did you, how did you get your story out? I mean, I know that you wrote a book. I know that writing is therapeutic, but for you, did you just wake up one day and say, you know what, uh, I got a story to tell. 
like people need to hear this. They they need to know that there's life after um, a double mastectomy. There's life after that. There's there's beauty within. There's even beauty, you know, outward beauty. Um, even though my mentality thought something differently, but now I see that there's outward beauty as well. At what point did you say to yourself, like, I need to write this, like, I need to tell my story? Um, when, by me writing my story, it gave me um, peace, and it gave me hope. And by me writing what I had to go through, I didn't want any other person to have to go through what I went through. So I just felt like if I get my um, my book out there and get my voice out there, that maybe if I can help just one person, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And um, so that, so me writing my book um, was very, very um, rewarding for me. But if it can help anybody else, I'm glad that I wrote it because it's, it, it comes from um, deeper inside my soul when I was writing on the pages. And when I was writing, um, I had tears coming down my face because I couldn't believe what I was writing because this is what everything that I was going through. And it was like, I can't believe that somebody gets treated like this because you tell somebody you're a breast cancer survivor. And I just didn't want any other woman to have to live like that or go through that kind of hurt or pain that I did. So me trying to get my my books and stuff out there, um, that was my number one goal is to go out and see how many people I can help. If you're just tuning in, you're live on Indie Fire with Nakia and my very special guest, recording artist and author Linda Washington. And right now we're talking about her book, Forbidden and Broken, Finding Love Behind the Scars. Now, there's a prey on the words, finding love. Um, when you came up with the title um, and the the message that you may have had for your, you know, reading audience um, may have been different than how I have perceived it. Um, just in reading your bio, just in talking to you in the past year, I'm um, on the, you know, the previous show and, and then now, um, finding love. I know that it was hard uh, because you were in such a, you know, place of despair and, and, physically unattractive to yourself, um, not thinking, you know, that maybe someone else is going to see me the way that I see me. But um, finding love took from that is that, you know, um, if you're going through this, um, if you have gone through this, um, and even though you tell your story about, you know, 10 years of not dating, um, but don't you see this written a lot that, you know, in order for you to be happy, um, or in order for you to make someone else happy, you yourself first have to be happy. True. Exactly. All right. So I, I took, you know, the finding love part of that is that, you know, um, women have to be able to find um, that love within themselves. Whatever was missing, whatever was there before that now needs to be replaced before they can expect anyone else to receive them as a whole person um, and not part of a person now because they're lacking but in order to receive them completely as they are this this woman herself has to exude such confidence um such she has to think higher than herself that she has ever you know thought of herself before um but she genuinely has to find she got to be able to love herself before anybody else can do so on her behalf that's what i took from that um, but when you started to tell your story, and I know that you've had reviews on the book, um, what what do your readers, you know, what's the, the part of the book that they target in on the most, that they feel that has affected them the most, whether it's them personally or whether it's, you know, something they've gone through with a family member, a spouse? What do you feel like is, is I guess, the most pivotal point of the book for your readers? Well, you know, a lot of them come to me and, and, and first they thank me for being their voice because a lot of them stay in the shadows because they don't they don't believe that anybody yeah. is going to care about yeah. um, a breast cancer survivor. 
you know, who cares? And um, right. a lot of them just, just sit in the background and just, um, just there. They, they just exist, but they're not living. And you're right. You have to learn how to love yourself before you can give love to somebody else. And then when it comes to, they were saying, like, you know, they have friends and stuff. You know, you really find out who's with you when you're sick and who's not, mm-hmm. and who's there mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they a lot of friends who thought was your friends are not your friends anymore. You know, so it, it, you see a whole bunch of different stuff. When you when when um you're sick and then when you when, then when you got people who's around you you know that they there for you, but then you have a lot of people you know I'm your friend but where was you at when I really needed you, right? You know you're not you no know, phone calls not coming around you know you're keeping your distance, that's not a friend. So right. you know you lose a lot of friends and stuff. But for me to to hear people say. They live in the shadows because nobody really cares about breast cancer survivors. That hurt me because I was one of those that that believed the same thing that they was telling me. I said, you know what, you're right. I said, who really cares about a breast cancer survivor? I felt like that when I was when I was sick. But um, writing my book um, made me realize that there's more to me than my breast. And I had to go deeper inside myself to love myself and to accept myself before I can go out there and try to to try to do the dating thing. So I mean, you know, I I get it from all sides. You know, they lost friends, they lost family members. You know, um, nobody was really there for them. Nobody really cares. You know, and and it's sad, but it's true. But you said something earlier. Um, no matter how many people read the book, or or may not even read the book, if you can touch one person's life, if you can affect one person's life, if you can change um, the outcome of someone's life, because you never know what type of day a person may be having. You know. Um, you could speak to them, and, and the words that you speak to them could change their whole thought process for the day. So you never know how your words and those pages impact someone's life. But as long as you have one person that comes to you and say, you know what, Linda, like I really, I really felt like I was in the shadow. I've never heard anybody talk so candidly about the breast cancer experience, you know, and then here you are spilling everything, sharing everything that you went through, you know, um, the blinders completely off um, so that you could help someone else not go through the same thing. And I just want to say thank you to you. When you have just that one person that says that, you, you fully know that you're walking in your, your purpose, you're fulfilling your passion, you're doing what it is that you're supposed to be doing. Um, and, and that's how, you know, I am around here on the show. People are always like, um, oh, so what's your numbers like, you know? Uh, what's your listening audience like per show? Um, are you doing this? Are you doing that? And I'm thinking, well, you know what? We we must be doing something right. We don't follow the bandwagon at all. We don't do what nobody else is doing at all. Um, but we've been doing this for eight years now, four years on this show. Nothing has changed. You know what I'm saying? But as long as I'm fulfilling my purpose and the mission of the show, then I feel like I'm walking in my passion. I'm doing exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. And I feel like Linda exactly. is um, the same way. She's the same way. And so um, I know the last time we had you on the show, we we debuted your other Fell in Love with the song. I think it was in the category for the 2019 Best Female R&B Song. Um, and I think Linda's interview also was in the category for Best Interview um, for last year. And so um, that song, really, it really touched me. But I, I made the mistake of listening to the song prior to the show, and I never do that because I want to be as shocked <laughs> as listening audience. I want to fall in love with the artist, you know what I'm saying? I want to cover groupie, um, just like my listening audience does. So this time I didn't listen, and it was hard 
it was hard not to because I read <laughs> so many reviews about the track, and I'm thinking, uh oh, we got a banger here. Um, but when it when it came to um, writing uh, the lyrics for for Missing You, um, did it? What place did that come from? Did it center around you know quote unquote loneliness that you may have felt uh, prior to? your your diagnosis or even after the diagnosis or, or did it come from a place where, you know, you were with someone after the diagnosis and then they went away? What what was the, the basis behind writing Missing You? Missing You is about being loved for who you are and not what you've been through. And I wrote um, that because um, – that's what I want breast cancer survivors to remember, that when you go out there and you fall in love, somebody touches your heart, and that's the one. You know, make sure that he loves you for who you are and not what you went through. And that's what missing you is about. It's about missing yourself, and it's about missing and finding that one, that one person that understands you, that accepts you, and um, that can love you for who you are. All right. So now the last sentence you said that can, the last words that you said, that finding someone that can love you for who you are. But then you also said um, finding someone who can love you. And I'm going to paraphrase this. Finding someone that can love you genuinely for who you are, not what you're going through. Did you experience that? You know, people, I got pity, you know, they don't they don't voice that, but I got pity because, oh, my, she went through this right here, and she probably not going to ever get a man, so let me just love on her a little bit. Um, is, is that kind of what you're talking about, loving you through whatever you're going through? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a lot. People I mean, like that exist. You don't want I, I was no. about to say people like that exist, but, yeah, I, I guess they, yeah, they do. See, they see do. I cut people off real quick. You know what I'm saying? If you come to me sideways, I cut you off anyway. I don't, I don't give people the chance to play with my emotions like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I know that there are people out there. I guess that does happen. You know, you do feel sorry for an individual. Um, you do feel sorry for the situation. You do feel sorry for what they've gone through. But I just think that you're preying on a person's emotions. You know what I'm saying? You're in a spot that should be held by someone else who's there wholeheartedly, not because of what they've gone through or because of what they're going through. And don't get me wrong, everybody does need a shoulder, you know, but mm-hmm. if you're not in it for the right reasons, then, yeah, you're, just, you're, you're playing with someone's emotions and, and everything that, you know, and I'm going to keep talking about the breast cancer survivor, everything that they have to to battle from from the beginning, you know, to the middle, to the end, and even years, you know, that's, those aren't the type of people that you want to play with, all right? I just feel like it's little, you shouldn't be playing with people, <laughs> you know, emotions anyway, their feelings anyway, but you know, those are the type of individuals that um, the strength and tenacity that they embody um, I just feel like they need a, a different type of love um, to me. You know what I'm saying? They just they, they need something else because and people, you know, guys, I know you're listening, but you see people post all the time um, how, you know, this, this cancer is, you know, it's, it's vile and it, it takes so much from an individual and, you know, it takes from families and you know, it takes so much um, um, that that person has to go through, maybe from chemotherapy to radiation. In Linda's case, you know, the, the mastectomy, it, it, it takes so much. It takes so much um, strength out of their body. You know what I'm saying? Um, it takes, and she talked about it, you know, that mental space. It takes so much um, that what you pour back into that person needs to be so genuine. And it, it doesn't need to be this half-hearted um, stuff, you know what I'm saying, that, that I think um, Missing You talked about. But uh, she said that it's about finding yourself through, and, you know, when I thought Missing You, I, I thought of a person. 
You know what I'm saying? A person. You miss a person. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you you do. When you go through something like this, you do. Um, you lose yourself. You lose bits and pieces of you. And, and not the, the physical um, part, you know, but emotionally, mentally, you lose you. And so it is so important to be able to find yourself, you know, um, in the end of this so that it doesn't swallow you all up, you know, like the dark place when I talked about. And, and we, could, we could take this on so many different levels. Um, we could talk about domestic violence, you know what I'm saying? We could talk about depression. Mm-hmm. We talk about anxiety and how you get in those places, and they do. They swallow you up, and you cannot or you think. You cannot climb your way out of it. I mean, you do begin to lose yourself um, to whatever the, the illness or the disease is, um, but you have to be able to find your way and pull your way up out of that. And so even though Missing You talks about missing the real you, that's what I'm taking from it. I ain't even heard it yet, but that's what I'm taking from it, that you have to, even though I'm missing, um, you know, I, every day I miss, because of my accident, I miss the fact that I can't remember nothing. You know what I'm saying? I miss the fact that um, I have to use sticky notes to run my entire life. Um, I have to make sure that a child is always with me because I might get lost and might not come back home. You know what I'm saying? I, I miss all of that. But in all of that, I had to find a way to make things, make my life comfortable for me. I had to find a way to still appreciate life. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. missing you, I, I'm not going to talk about it anymore. I want Linda to go ahead and introduce the track so that we can play it and then come <laughs> back and talk about it more. The floor is yours. Okay. I, um, I want, like, everybody to listen to my song, Missing You, featuring superstar Lamar. And I just hope that everybody enjoys listening to it.
Emmanuel alive right here on Indie Fire with your girl Nakia. Guys, what you think about missing you? That's Linda Washington featuring superstar Lamar. Where you find him at, girl? <laughs> He's a friend of mine. I was blown away because um, normally it, I have a process when it comes to listening songs, um, and so. By the third time is when I actually like it. If it's going to be likable, it's going mm-hmm. to be the third time. Um, I listen to, you know, different things the first time. I listen to different things the second time. And then the third time I make that decision, uh, that introductory note, I got like a Marvin Gaye vibe for some reason. And then everything just went far right. I was blown away because I was sitting here thinking of your first track. And I was, you know, expecting to hear something like that, you know. Not upbeat uh-huh. at all. Um, so I'm I'm a little wizard <laughs> right now because I was around here actually dancing. Uh, so I will have to listen to it again just to hear the words because <laughs> I was really enjoying myself. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, and again, uh, what what I took from from missing you in the beginning is now totally different. Um, my perception of the you know the track is totally different now. Um, but you know just in, in in what she says, you know just to reiterate what she says, it's it's about um, missing you, the, the person that, you know, you were before. Um, and, and I still believe finding you is, is a part of that as well. Um, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I like that. Where can the listening audience uh, purchase Missing You? You can purchase it on um, Spotify, iTunes, um, Apple. It's out there everywhere. All right, guys, that's Missing You, no no, no letter U, just spelled out, Y-O-U, Linda Washington <laughs> featuring. Is it going to be Superstar Lamar or is it just Lamar? Star Lamar. All right, so when you search for it, guys, Missing You, um, Linda Washington featuring Superstar Lamar. All right, y'all let me know what you think about that. We're definitely going to get that in rotation on New Music Mondays. That's a thumbs up for me. I like it. All right. So normally, if Thank I like you. it, you love it. So, um, yes. So, what's next for you? I know that you, you know, you have so many, so many roles as, as a songwriter, as a singer, as a recording artist, as you know, an author, as a writer, um, and you, you juggle so many hats, and then a nurse as well, um, and then a mother as well. But what's next for you? More music, more books, uh, both. More music and more books. I have another book coming out. Um, and I'm starting to, to work on that album. So. Okay. All right. Yeah. You've so been hearing hear from um, me. <laughs> yes. Yes. The book. Now, is the book, do you have a title? Do you have a release date? Any of that? Um, It's called Broken Pieces. Um, I don't know when it's going to get released yet, though. All right, so can you tell us a little bit about what it's about? Um, Broken Pieces is um, um, finding love again. I'm going to, it's about being in a relationship, finally finding the joy and the peace in my life. Um, finding love. I think I'm ready to find love. Good. See, that was going to be my next question. You know, how do you <laughs> how do you write about? And I feel like you know people can they can make up stories, um, or they can talk mm-hmm. about real life experiences or experiences that others that they know have gone through. But when it comes to talking about love and finding peace and, and joy, and you know, um, I feel like that's something that you yourself you you need to be in that area of your life like there's no way I could talk about the joy and love when y'all know how I am about love you know what I'm saying I got a boyfriend every other week so I, I <laughs> to me it's not you know what I'm saying to me I don't take love seriously so I would never write a book about the joys of love because I don't I don't take it seriously so are you at the point now in your life but well, we just said that you were ready to start dating again but um like when did you know that it was time that you know, okay, enough is enough. I've, 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 you know, gone through this trial and I've made a breakthrough and I've gone through this setback and you know I made it over and 
You know what I'm saying? At what, at what point did you say, all right, I'm ready. I'm ready for love. Like, I love me unconditionally now from head to toe, um, scars and all. Um, and now I'm ready to, you know, be loved and I'm ready to, to give love. And, you know, something is clicking you one day and, and, like, I'm good. I'm at peace with everything that I've gone no. through. It, it, it was a long journey. Um, I had to end up loving myself, finding myself, you know, and not judge everybody because it took, like I said, like I'm beautiful. I had to, to accept that I'm beautiful and that um, I'm not my scars and I'm not my can- I'm not cancer. So right. the person that, that's, that, 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 that I choose to be with has to love me for inside, love me for the inside out. And vice versa. And, and, you know, and nobody wants to be alone for the rest of their life, you know. And then Girl, I just wow. got to the point, <laughs> you know, and everybody would tell me, oh, you know what, well, you so, yeah, you so, the time. I yes, know, I know. Time. You don't want to be alone for the rest of your life. You know, and I have guys coming up to me, oh, you're so pretty. Why are you, why are you not taking, why are you not taking? And I'm just like, you know, it's it, it's a process. I just have to have that process, and I have to have that mindset that I can't judge everybody from the the one person that really devastated my life. So I can't try to get into a relationship with somebody and say, you know, oh, well, I'm not, I don't even want to talk to this one right here because you, you you got flashbacks. So I don't want, you know, I'm telling, I'm a, I'm gonna tell them I'm a breast cancer survivor, and then what? Yeah. Then you're yeah. gonna go through the same thing that you went through before, and I and that was my mindset, you know, I'm, oh, my God, if I tell them I'm a breast cancer survivor, do, do I got to go back through the same thing I went through before? You know, and it's sad because we have breasts. And it's sad because when somebody hears that you're a breast cancer survivor, it's like, oh, my God, you know, really? Um, yeah, but I survived it. I'm here. I'm healthy now. Right, that's the key word. That's the key word. Yeah. You're healthy now, so what's the problem? And and it just and it just seems like when somebody hears breast cancer, it's like if they push, they go all the way back. Like, oh my God, really? And I'm like, oh, again, you know. So <laughs> do you gotta go through this again? You know, are you loving me because of my breast, or are you loving me because of me? Right. And that's that's the mindset that you have to think about. You know, it's just like because. It seems like when they hear breast cancer, oh, my God, you ain't got no breast. I have breast. I didn't go to the doctors and order my breast, but I have, and that's one thing that you have to realize. So if he doesn't accept you for you, then just go on. Just walk away because he's not even worth your time. And that's the mindset I have. I know there's somebody out there that's going to love me for me, not because Mm -hmm. of what I went through. And not because of the size of my breasts or, or or whatever. It's just like you're gonna accept me for me. You know, so if I find that one person that can love me for inside and on the outside, then that's love. So if anybody can find that, then you better hold on to them. Thing is, you have to get to that point. Because it just seems like when you tell a man you're a breast cancer survivor, it's like they run in front of hills. Like, oh, my God. Like you got the plague or you got some kind of disease or something. It's like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it was unbelievable. I'm just like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You know, I had guys making me dinner and 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 opening doors, car doors and stuff. You know, everything was going good. And then soon as you get to that intimate part and you say, okay, well, I'm a breast cancer survivor. Oh, you know, well, we can be friends. And I'm like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? You you was liking me. But then now I told you I'm a breast cancer survivor. We can just be friends. I don't want to be your friend. So, right? That's, <laughs> I mean, so, I mean, that's, that's the kind of thing that you have to go through. You know, you have to pick out the the ones and the wrong ones. You know, you have to find somebody that's going to accept you for who you are. I know 
this would be the perfect um, explanation of a transparent person. Or Linda would be the perfect explanation of a transparent person. Like, I believe in transparency. Um, I think life is too short to sugarcoat, beat around the bush, talk about what it could have, should have, and all of that. Um, and so you, you mentioned, you know, you tell them up front that I'm a, I'm a breast cancer survivor. Um, mm-hmm. not, and not every, maybe that's just a mindset of the men, but not every breast cancer survivor has had their breasts removed to my knowledge. So exactly. Why, why do you think they're, they become so standoffish? Why do they automatically assume unless you told them, why do you think they automatically assume that, you know, Oh, okay. The, the best part of the body is now gone. And, you know, cause there's a lot of men who are breast men. And I, I like to tell them like, you know, KFC has breast for days. You know what I'm saying? We can go, I don't even, yeah. we can go, and you can eat breast, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> there's so many ways. Nowadays, it's 2020. There are so many ways to work around um, the physical part that a man may feel like he's missing. Exactly. If I'm good with it, you know what I'm saying? If I'm good with it, I mm-hmm. may keep the fact that they're gone, you know what I'm saying, or they're not as full as they used to be. Or, you know, if I'm good with it, then there's ways that we can work around this to make you feel comfortable um, but again, you have to be able to love the individual from the inside out, um, not that that outer appearance that you first see when you see somebody, even clothes. You have to be able to love the individual from the inside out. Um, exactly. I think that is that is so very important. Um, like I sprung that on somebody last year. You know, I don't even want to be with you if you're not capable of being able to love from the inside out. You know what I'm saying? You got to take, you see all mm-hmm. that's in front of you now, but you have to learn the real me. You have to learn me. And then you got to be able to love that individual um, as well as what you're seeing on the outside. And so that right there is a is a huge part um, of, of any, and I won't even just say a breast cancer survivor, anyone that is going through um, any type of illness or, or disease. Um, I have a friend, and I'm not going to call his name, but I have a friend who has MS. And um, we are very close. And I had hands up to the beginning, you know, like, oh, my gosh, like, ooh, like if we, if this goes, you know, any further, if we become more than friends, like, you know, um, how am I going to respond to, like, the physical, you know what I'm saying? And and I had mm-hmm. that with my mindset because I, I had to go and do research. I had to learn things for myself so that I could say at the end of the day, you know what, oh, well. I'm going to be able to love him for who he is inside and out. That's what you want, you know, out of your life. You yeah. can reciprocate that and be able to do the same for another individual, no matter what um, disability they may have, no matter what, you know, illness or disease they may carry. Um, you have to, you want that for yourself. You got to want it for that individual as well. And so um, once, and I, maybe, maybe you need to sit him down, give him some books. Hell, give him your book. Let them read your book, you know what I'm saying? That insight mm-hmm. that they will be able to take from reading your book, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you just need a lesson in how to treat people, you know? And that's what I had to do. I had to go research the illness and um, learn how the body functions with this, you know, from top to bottom, from, from the mental capacity to the physical capacity. I had to learn, you know, how deal with this individual and then be able to say, you know, I'm accepting of him um, outward appearance, you know, I'm accepting of him inward appearance. And so maybe sometimes I'm not saying that you got to do all the work, but maybe sometimes that's what people need. You know, they, they, Mm -hmm. they themselves need to be guided in the right direction so that they're not making the ass of themselves. So they're not saying wrong things. So they're not assuming, you know, incorrect things. Um, That, that's just, you know, that, that's just me. That's another show. We could talk about that one another show. Um, <laughs> but uh, you said you have an album, or that you're working on an album as well. Do we have a release date? We looking this year or next year? Next year. Dang. See, because I, I, you know, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm starting to get our our list together now, so that we can submit to our judges. They have to have everything by the end of October. They can begin um, the whole process. Things are going to go a lot different than they have in the past. We're actually going to open it up and allow individuals to vote 
um, for our winners this year. Of course, my more intimate shows, like the best interview, you know, nobody was here with me and my guests, but me and my guests. So Uh um, nobody, you know what I'm saying? Nobody can judge that category. That's a my category, you know, or a me category. Um, But we are opening up this year so that the listening audience, um, fans and followers and supporters of the show and our guests will actually be able to, to vote this year. Um, and so, you know, the best album, that is a category as well. So it doesn't look like Linda's album will make it for the two, what, what year are we in? 2020? Yes, for the 2020 uh-huh. year. But 2021, <laughs> I already know. I already know. Now, I've heard two tracks from her. She has a, an amazing voice. She has a beautiful story to tell um, that is in, inspiring, it's motivating, it's encouraging, it's empowering. Um, Linda herself exemplifies all of those characteristics as well. So I can only imagine what the full album is going to be like. I already predict it will be in our 2021 Best Album category. So, guys, you stay tuned for it. As soon as it drops, you'll know, because we're going to have a back on the show again to talk about that new album. <laughs> um, Linda, I want to say thank you so much for being here with me this evening. I want to go ahead and open the floor up to you now so that you can get all of your contact information out, those who may be listening live for those who may come back and listen to one of the many, many, many playback shows, how they can get in contact with you. And, again, tell them how they can um, stream, uh, purchase, download, uh, Missing You, uh, featuring Superstar Lamar as well. Um, You can um, purchase Missing You on um, Spotify, iTunes. You can even go to SoundCloud. Um, What is it? Deaver? Deaver? um, I don't even, I can't even pronounce that. Um, missing you is all over the place. And you can also buy Forbidden and Broken, Finding Love Behind the Scars, on Amazon.com. And I really appreciate um, you having me on your show. It's been a great pleasure, as always. <laughs> and you can you um, so get in contact with awesome. me. <laughs> As um, Linda Washington on Facebook, or you can go uh, to Forbidden Broken, Finding Love Behind the Scars on Facebook um, and read all about my billboards all up in New York and and everything. Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. That's why I knew when I saw all of that and like that, I read reviews. Um, I saw some um, clips on IG of, of reviews, and so I already knew that this right here was going to be bigger than life. This was going to be a lot bigger than um, the first track, even though I loved it so much and the story behind it. Um, I already knew that this one was going to be just a lot um, bigger. Who produced that? Superstar. Okay. All right, Superstar Lamar. Yeah, we might have to get him on the show as well. Yes. yes. That would be awesome. And then Linda can mm-hmm. drop by and talk about missing you a little bit more, you know. Um, but it has been fun. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, I need to find you on Facebook. Are we friends on Facebook? No, we need to be. That's it. That's a crazy question for me to ask. I got like 4,998 friends. I'll try to keep two spots available so, um, okay, yeah, keep two and, spots. <laughs> yeah, keep two spots available. And you know how Facebook, you know, how they are with their analytics. So a lot of times I'm just like people that I've known for years, I forget that we're friends because Facebook analytics, you know. Um, or if I happen mm-hmm. to be, you know, like once a month I'll actually go in and clean out just inactive um, friends on Facebook, followers on Facebook. I clean those out. And I'll realize, oh, my mm-hmm. goodness, like I haven't talked to this person in a year or like three years, you know, thanks to Facebook, you know what I'm saying? But then I feel like if we was really friends and really connected, then we would talk more than every two years, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> I always have to, you know, clean out those individuals. But, yes, I have to find you on Facebook so that we can stay connected um, throughout this pandemic and then moving forward um, as well with the projects that you are working on to be released in the future. Okay. I'm super excited. Um, and, again, guys, if you're like me and you don't have time to read um, Forbidden and Broken, Finding Love Behind the Scars, again, on Amazon.com. But it's $9. The Kindle version um, is $9. So if you if you want to read that way, um, you know what I'm saying, like, like I do, 
then you need to jump on that. You have no excuse. Us just make it so easy for us now. You know what I'm saying? Um, they make it so yeah, easy. They do. You don't have an excuse anymore. Um, so make sure that you are um, checking that out. Make sure that you're also um, looking for uh, Missing You, available on all download and um, digital streaming sites. And, um, Linda, it's been fun. But I got to yes, run. It sure has. I know. <laughs> It was nice, it was nice being on your show. Thank you. Always, always you a pleasure care. to have you here. Yes, you as well. Guys, make sure that you're back here Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with record label CEO um, and music artist Zoe. Speaking of record label CEOs, congratulations to our 2019 Best Female R&B winner, Jaina Blackwell, on um, the start of her record label, Diamond J. There we go, Diamond J Entertainment. So congratulations to you, Jaina. We look forward to um, hopefully having some of your artists on the show in the near future. Guys, I'll see you Wednesday. No, I won't. I'll see you Thursday. Have a good night. 